Here we go. Here we Unreal. go. <laughs> that was weird. Oh. It was cutting out, but I yeah. think we're good. Yeah, we're in the clear. Man, so you just you just finished work. You're back. Yeah. But you, but you wanted to do this pod. I wanted to do oh, this pod. Of course. What? I'll do, a, I'll do what anything a for game. a pod. That was yeah. a... Oh, my. You must be hype, man. Yeah, you know what? I... I turned the game on and I was like, I was like, okay, here we go. You don't know what to expect because I remember when they start the broadcasters, it was Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson, who I absolutely detest, but they, they were saying like how last series or sorry, last season series between these two teams, the Eastern conference finals, uh, they beat us by 44, 31, uh, you know, and and they really like shut us up at home, which was hard. Oh yeah. And then little did I know that we would flip the script and you know win by twenty plus points. Yeah. Let's just like hats off to just everyone on the Celtics last night. Like when Marcus Morris said he was the second best defender against LeBron James in the league, I was like. All right, like, yeah, <laughs> this guy's an idiot. But look, right. like, Marcus Morris not only played, like, locked up LeBron. Like, obviously, they played very well, very sound team defense on LeBron. Like, I don't know if you saw, but they just, like, they packed the key when LeBron was in there. They packed, packed his side. Like, they were leaving guys mm. like JR and Kyle Korver, like, open to a certain extent. So, um, totally. I thought like that was the biggest that was the biggest uh thing for for um for Celtics last night, right? Like they totally totally had had LeBron's number. And like Yeah, and I think just adding on to that too, they they switched it up. It wasn't one guy uh the whole night guarding mm-hmm. him. And so they had Tatum on him at one point, Rozier had a couple goals, Marcus Morris obviously had him more than once. Yeah. Uh but they kept diversifying the defense and, you know, Tatum knocked the ball away from LeBron. Uh, you know, Marcus Smart had a great steal yeah. against LeBron and they were just uh, really confused. I, I mean, I, it, feel, it feels weird saying that you confused LeBron, but I, I really think he was, he was not like expecting that. I mean, yeah, usually he's, uh, yeah. he's, a, he's a great player. So, I mean, I think he's ready for anything, but I was, I was shocked at how well we, we helped, we contained him. Oh yeah. In like the last two series the Cavs have played as well, like he's had one guy on him each series pretty much. Like he had OG on him last series. Right. And then he had like Thaddeus Young kind of yeah. on and off against him. They're they, they kinda of mixed it up a bit more than the the raps, I would say. Uh but like OG was on LeBron like the entire time. Yeah. And it's like at that point. I, I like that idea by Brad Stevens. He's like, keep switching it up because like every guy on the court is going to have different perks defensively, right? Like Marcus, mm-hmm. Marcus Morris is a bit of a bigger body. Like he, he will like LeBron will push and Marcus Morris will push back. Right. And That's then right. there's guys like Tatum who are just like quick, good on ball defenders. Then there's like, and then they were doubling him a lot too. And Marcus Smart was on that. And Marcus Smart is a great, great, great like ball hunter like he will he will he will take it from you and yeah he will easy like he's he's a he's an underrated defender in my opinion i i've like watching him throughout this playoffs has enlightened me to uh i think i've always undervalued guys who can 
force turnovers, and he's one of those guys. Yeah, he is. He's, he's pesky. very underrated. Yeah. Very pesky. And, like, he's a classic example of someone you love to have on your team but would hate to go oh, against. exactly. And, you know, I'm sure if you're a Rockets fan or a Cleveland, like, any of these teams that he's kind of messed with in the postseason, a Philly fan from last series. Oh, yeah. You don't like Marcus Smart. But no. he sure as heck gets the job done and is not, like, shying away from the challenge. Um, back to LeBron, though. So, he was – his, his uh, plus minus was minus 32 – which is his worst playoff plus minus ever. 5 for 16 from the field, 0 for 5 from 3, and a whopping 7 turnovers. And so, I mean, what do you think of the claims that that kind of we're seeing today and over the weekend of, you know what, LeBron always kind of goes goes quiet in game one. It's kind of like a a feeler game for him. He doesn't, you know – do something crazy. Tristan Thompson said, usually if LeBron has a game like he did in game one, uh, game two, something legendary is going to happen. What do you think to those claims uh, about LeBron? Um, I, you probably saw my tweet last week. I said, LeBron James is the greatest player of all time. And I still hold to that. Every dog has their day. Every dog doesn't have their day. Like LeBron Mm. had a rough night and even the scary thing is, a rough night for LeBron, he still had, like, 15 points, 7 boards, and 9 assists. Like, yeah, yes, triple Yes, he had 7 turnovers, but, like, once you're playing such a such a good all-around team like the Celtics and so well-coached, and, like, their de- defensive schemes are just wonderful to look at. Um, uh, you, you start to notice, like how hard it is for a guy like even LeBron to take on a whole team, right? Like you saw, you saw some of the shots he had to put up and like, he had no help too. guys like Kyle Korver were terrible. Like J.R. Smith. I mean, mm-hmm. you can, you can never count on J.R. Like, right. You can never walk into a game and be like, J.R. is going to hit a three. No, but Kyle Korver, Kevin Love didn't, didn't have great games. No. And especially Kevin Love. You saw Kevin Love last yeah. series who went to work against the Raptors. Oh. And I, I mean, LeBron was phenomenal last series. But yeah. Love playing the way he did was fantastic. And I, and I don't think the, the Cavaliers, I'll say it, I don't think the Cavaliers would have got away as easily with if Love hadn't, had been playing the way he did in yeah. game one against the Celtics yeah. in the Raptors series because he, he was so efficient. And, yeah, he just wasn't there tonight. Um, or, sorry, last, not tonight, yeah. on the, last night. <laughs> and, yeah, it's just... It's really interesting to see, uh, you know, LeBron try and take on a whole team um, and, and get no help as, you know, a lot of people have criticized uh, the LeBron era teams before. Yeah. Um, one guy I want to highlight again on Cleveland is Rodney Hood. Yeah. Um, you saw Rodney Hood go in pretty early and kind of the claims like, oh, you know what, they are, they, um, they're playing him because – you know, Brad Stevens baited it out of Tyron Lue to play Rodney Hood. But mm-hmm. he – this is actually a crazy stat, too, that John uh, Schumann tweeted. Uh, LeBron without Hood is plus 50 and 367 minutes playing together. Whoa. LeBron and Hood together on the court are minus 55 Oof. and only 125 minutes together. That's terrible. Yeah, it, <laughs> really bad. And, you know, Rod- Rodney Hood was supposed to have – a pretty good season this year. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah. Obviously getting sh- shaken up with the trade, but 
uh, last night, five for 12 from the field, over two from three, minus eight, 11 mm-hmm. points. Uh, he was the third highest scoring Cavalier uh, behind Love and James. Yeah. But yeah, just the production that they were looking from him out of those, uh, he, he played nearly 19 minutes. Yeah. Like he played, uh, I mean, J.R. Smith played 28 minutes, but Rod, Rodney Hood made a much bigger impact on the scoring. But he he really, I don't think, is good defensively. And, no. you know, you see, I think you saw Boston exploit a lot of Cleveland's defensive uh, mishaps because, you know, you hear over and over again, Cleveland can't play de- defense, LeBron doesn't get back on defense. But I think rarely you see a team exploit defensive holes or defensive matchups, especially someone like Rodney Hood mm-hmm. than the Celtics did. And that was another thing that I was so impressed with because the Celtics were really just outplaying them and outsmarting or outsmarting the Cavs. Yep. And in turn, the Cavs' offense, uh, the Celtics were switching everything. And Cleveland, that's, that's literally the only offense they had was they'll, you know, get a mismatch, whether it's Marcus Smart on, on Kevin Love or, or Jalen Brown on Kevin Love, which you saw a lot last night. Um, and they would just try to play iso ball, and it just did not work against the team defense of the Celtics. And I don't know if that, like, team defense is sustainable. They, the Celtics had a really, really good d- defensive game. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. I, it was very, very satisfying for me as a Celtics fan to see you know, the execution on both ends of the floor and especially exploiting the matchups that Cleveland had. So for sure. And one thing I'll say is like, this is the downfall of the Raptors in that last series was because I don't know if you watched game one of Raps versus Cavs. Did you? I didn't. I didn't okay. get, I didn't watch that one. The first, the first quarter, first half, I would say was like, it was a it was a gong show like on Cleveland's end like they looked terrible defensively like they were terrible defensively like Raps were just taking it to them and all of a sudden like you watch in the second half Cavs started to like rally back a bit and that's like where the mental game is for the Raps they have no mental game they just looked like a bunch of scared boys against mm-hmm. LeBron and LeBron was just trampling over them, dishing it out to Kevin Love and Kyle Korver, and those guys like they they usually don't miss. So, but right. like it was it's it's so interesting. Like I was so happy to see a team finally take. There's so many flaws in Cleveland's defensive game, and the yeah. Celtics finally were the team to just do that. Like mm-hmm. they they didn't play. They didn't play in, like, what they've been doing all season against other teams. They didn't play that style of game. They didn't play the same style of game they played against Philly, right? They totally switched things up against the Cavs because they know that the Cavs are very weak defensively, and it's not not defensive structure, rather just individual defenders. Like, they don't have great individual defenders. Guys like Rodney Hood are getting just burnt, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's... And I think another another thing with the Cavs here too is they don't have depth, mm-hmm. not at all. Like you, we thought guys like we thought guys like Rodney Hood and Jordan Clarkson would come in and make things like better. I remember, yeah, 
I remember trade and, deadline. I was like, that's a pretty good move by the Cavs there. Um, but honestly, things don't look any better, really, in my opinion. Yeah, and I, I would even go on, off that point, too, and saying you mentioned Clarkson and, and we've talked about Hood. Yeah. I, I, would, I would say, why didn't you give those guys more minutes down the stretch? Oh, 100%. Um, get kind of you know, J.R. Smith and Corver. J.R. Smith, I mentioned, had 28 minutes. Corver had 23. And then you look at their counterparts in Hood and Clarkson, 18 minutes and 15 minutes. And what's what's crazy is Clark uh, Hood and, and Clarkson scored more than uh, Smith and Corver. And so why 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 are you, like, forcing those guys to be out there? Obviously, it's not working. Obviously, the Celtics have your number. Why don't you put, you know, a guy like Jordan Clarkson who can, you know, make create his own shot Rodney Hood can yeah. create his own shot and and try it out but they didn't seem to do it no no not at all um it was it was a weird like that's the biggest thing I would say it's just a weird game a yeah. weird game like I I was shocked I was shocked to see it it was it was not at all what I was expecting no uh you know I, I'm, a, I'm a Celtics fan but I'm a realistic Celtics fan you know yeah, I I know you can't underestimate LeBron and by no means is game two a guarantee based on this performance. Mm-mm. You're still going to have to bring it. And that's why, you know, I have concerns about the sustainability uh, of the performance that the Celtics had. Um, oh. Don't get me wrong. I'm still, you know, a diehard Celtics fan, but you, you got to be real in these situations and, you know, it, it'll be, it'll be very interesting to see. Um, back to the, the Cavaliers offense. I, I think I was just so frustrated as, as like a fan of basketball watching Cleveland operate offensively, mm. they only had 18 assists in the game. Yep. Half of those, you know, assists were, were from LeBron. He had nine assists. Um, they just weren't moving the ball. And I, there's been moments where Cleveland has really moved the ball. Well, you saw right after they made the trade, they were kind of on a high there and one three yep. straight and we're mo- moving the ball. Well, that's the biggest and, thing that I think yeah. that was by far the most, uh, dominant part of their game there i would say like they could not they couldn't miss because they're finding open shots you saw last night there was no open shots no no room on the court it was brutal No, not at all yeah and and again like credit to the defense but you really gotta gotta stretch uh stretch the floor and and you have guys who can stretch right yeah like you have a kevin love who is you know arguably one of the best like shooting big men in the game today pick and pop baby uh, yeah and you know you you have guys that, that can spend you know jeff green can get out and shoot a three i mean i would i wouldn't you you don't want jeff green shooting a ton of threes but you know why don't you try that there just wasn't a there was a lack of variety for the cavaliers offense and like i said they would just they would get their switch and have a mismatch and the celtics credit to them guarded the mismatches really well you saw jalen brown block Kevin Love, which yep. was amazing. You saw Marcus Smart play lockdown D. Um, but, you know, why keep going to that when you're, when you're getting a, a low field goal percentage, you're not getting quality looks, and you're just not, you're not spreading the floor. It's not good basketball. When you, you know, it's kind of like pickup. You, you know, you yell, I have a mouse in the house, or, you know, I have a mismatch. Yeah. And then you just are trying to, I don't think anyone, like, really had, an, like, was taking, uh, you know, outrageous shots in this game, but I mean, that, if that, if it were any other not working, right. So yeah. you, you gotta, you gotta look elsewhere. Yeah. 
if it were any other guy taking some of those shots other than LeBron, then we'd say it's outrageous. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah, that um, field goal you, percentage was take... brutal. Holy crap! I'm just looking yeah. at this right now. Like 15.4 percent from the three for Caps and 36 percent from the overall field. That's that's terrifying. Yeah. Wow. They did. They did beat the Celtics in free throws, though. 85 percent. It's the true. Line. Yeah. I'll, but, I'll give him that, but I mean, it's not yeah, like... You'll give him that. Yeah. Um, but what do you think for game two? It, it's in Boston. I mean, I don't think Boston by any means has, has a hot head at no. this point. I think they're very aware what LeBron can do. What do you think the next step is for like this Boston team going into game two? You have a game up. If you win game two, that creates a significant, significant difference to the series, I think as opposed to just winning the first game. Yeah, it does. Um, here's the thing. If it were any player except LeBron on that other side, I would see two zip, a two zip series lead and be like, okay, we're pretty we're pretty good here. But yeah, LeBron's that type of guy. I mean, we saw the Warriors blew a 3-1 lead, man. Like there yeah, was, that's true. It was pretty. It was pretty. Oh, I remember that series. That was unreal. Anyways, sorry, I'm trying. Yeah. To... <laughs> uh, but I don't think it's that. I will be a bit scared for the Cavs' chances. I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm rooting for a specific team here, but I would be a bit scared for the Cavs, the Cavs' chances, and I would be a bit scared for LeBron. But I would also be very scared for the Celtics because you're come. You have LeBron. And a couple other guys who can support at times, uh, who who are going to be coming at you with a head full of steam. And I think there's one team in the East that could handle that. It is the Celtics because they seem to play with their head straight on their shoulders, which is like it's not a mental game for the Celtics. It's just a game of basketball. No, you know it is. They have they have nothing to lose, right? No, and not at all. Honestly, like me as a Celtics fan, I think I we talked about this in a previous pod. Was like I was hoping we'd get through the first round, and we oh, yeah. barely did in a seven game series to to Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And you know, we all of a sudden we're up three zero in Philly, and it looked like that series was in the books. And yeah. then here we are, and now it's like whoa, like we we shouldn't be here. Like yeah. <laughs> we who knew? Yeah, who knew? And you know, it's, it's amazing that, that, uh, we're here, but there's no, uh, if we, if the Celtics lose, it's like all good. You, you've exceeded expectations. Obviously I want them to, to, to do well and, and go and go f- further. Right. But again, you gotta be realistic in these situations. LeBron James is great, but I think I will say this as a Celtics fan, if we win game two, this series takes a drastic, drastic turn. Mm-hmm. And you could, I, I think if it goes to, you could see another seven-game series here. Yeah. Um, would you agree with that? I would. I, I think, like, I called this was going to be a seven-game series. Um, okay. Like, from the get-go. Uh, because it's, a team like the Celtics has just been so, so, uh, I can't say underwhelming, because they've been overwhelming, if anything, but uh, underrated, that's better. Uh, sure. So underrated coming into this playoffs, and I remember people were all like, "Oh, Milwaukee's gonna m- knock him out first round." Like, no Kyrie. But you look at you look at the Celtics team, and they have so many young guys who are just 
so this season, like they were so desperate to break out. And now like they don't have, they don't really have a star player right now. Yeah. I would say uh, they do. No, you, you can't. Uh, I, you can't make the argument that Al Horford is a star player, even though he's, he's an all-star, but uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's really a bunch of, of young guys just stepping up to the plate and, Yes, you know, you credit Brad Stevens, but also at the end of the day, if the team doesn't execute, you know, you don't have – you won't, you wouldn't be getting the praise for Stevens. So it's a two-way street, right? The players have been killing it. And you're right, there's no star player. Um, and, yeah, like, like I said, they're just defying expectations and they're just playing every game like it's their last so far. For and sure. it, it's been cool to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and so no, back to the Cavs, Teron Lu. Uh, has has stated this earlier this morning that you know he's going to start Tristan Thompson in Game Two. Oh, I saw that. Um, and you know, there's good stats that Tim uh, Timson <laughs> Thompson <laughs> has guarded Horford well over the years. I mean, Horford only had 20 points and no. you know six boards. I wouldn't say he was like their their uh, you know nemesis that game, but no. he does a lot of things that go unnoticed. He does a lot of spacing of the floor. Similar to Kevin Love, he runs the floor a lot. Yeah. And, you know, he's a great screener uh, on the ball and off the ball. And so, you know, if Tristan Thompson comes to play uh, some quality defense, I think that is a very cool matchup to, to keep an eye on in game two yeah. uh, on how that affects kind of the game uh, when they're playing uh, yeah. on the 15th. Okay. Yeah, so what do you think of that, though? Do you think Tristan Thompson has – you know, a big responsibility in that, or do you think that should have been done game one? I wouldn't say he's got a big responsibility. I think Al Horford is one of the most underrated players in the NBA. Um, he, like you said, he can do a bit of everything. And he he does go very unnoticed because he's kind of like this, like, he seems slow out there. He seems, like, unathletic. He's got, a, like, a weird shooting form, but... Like, you forget that this guy is still producing, like, just the same as he produced in Atlanta years ago when he, when he, him and Josh Smith and Joe Johnson were running the, yeah, yeah, running the, running the Hawks there, yeah, right? So, they were the one seed. Yeah, they were awesome yeah, for were. a bit there. And then things, Josh, who, who knows what happened in Josh Smith. Anyways, yeah, um, it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting matchup, a good switch up. Um, I wouldn't say it's gonna be that defining in in this coming game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Al Horford is just a better player than Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson can play sure. some defense, sure, yeah. um, and he'll he's pretty much the only reliable rebounder other than. Kevin Love and LeBron on that team. Mm. Everyone else is kind of just out there, right? Yeah. Uh, I'd say I'd say he's their best rebounder. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I and and looking at the matchups, I think you know obviously Cleveland, LeBron versus whoever. Yeah. Is is going to do well. Yeah. Uh, you know Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, if they're playing this well, they can take on whoever's on them because it's oh, either yeah. going to be you know Corver, Smith, Ronnie Hood. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the point guard matchup's also a bit interesting. Rozier and George Hill. I think I would give the Celtics a bit of an edge, you oh, know, on the Rozier versus Hill matchup. Yeah. Uh, Rozier's been great 
this playoffs. Yeah, he's been yeah. great. But so much I, confidence out there. Totally. And he and you know, he's he's stepped up probably for the longest period of time out of all the players that, yeah. that have been out there. Well, Tatum aside, but I think I think Rozier has had a lot of weight on his shoulders, mm-hmm. you know, having to fill in for Kyrie and creating yeah. a shot and, and he's delivered. Yeah. You know, we didn't expect pleasantly. this. We didn't expect this as much either. Like I think Jason Tatum, we looked at his performance throughout the season. He's like, "Well, okay." Tatum had like a very, I'd say, I'd say this was Tatum's breakout year for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the sky's and, the limit for that guy. Oh, he was. He's so I, good. He he had two ISO threes. I think one over Jeff Green and one over J.R. Smith, and they were like straight up, just like he was toying with him with the handle. And mm-hmm. then just drilled it in his face, and I was like, "Whoa!" Like, I you don't hate him, and I think that's because he's bought into the yeah. system and knows that, like, you know, yeah. he doesn't need to be that kind of like Jamal Crawford, you know, few moves and pop it in your face exactly. type of player because that's not system permitting. But the fact that he has it in his arsenal, kind of, I don't know why I said Jamal Crawford, <laughs> but more like a Kobe, yeah. like you know, the dribble move and then you know the, the dagger. But the fact that he has that in his arsenal and that we've only seen flashes of that, mm-hmm. well, like, that's that's worth noting. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, back to the Horford matchup. I think, based on the matchups that I was mentioning before, if Horford can beat, whether it's Love or Thompson, I think the Celtics have a, have a good chance of winning game two because, you know, everything was going through LeBron, and I expect game two, a lot, to, a lot of it to go through LeBron uh, as well. But... There's matchups that you can't like. You don't win a game based on like a one-on-one matchup. You win a game where your team like mat has more matchup superiority than the exactly. other team. Um, and so, you know, I don't care if LeBron, you, you know, if he scores forty or, or something like that, and he's completely dominating his matchup. If on the other end, if they don't go to whoever LeBron's guarding and that matchup gets burned, it's going to be as easy as it was in game one for the Celtics, mm-hmm. and they're not going to do well. And so it'll be, be really interesting to see the other matchups of, around LeBron yeah. and how, you know, they didn't, like, you, you, look at, you look at game one, they didn't really attack LeBron no. at all, no. right? Why, like, why no. would you? It doesn't make sense. That's how, that's how he, he gets momentum, he gets a block, like something like that. He, they didn't attack him at all. They completely drew him away from the defense, and allowed and, and let the other guys, you know, try and figure it out. And LeBron was frustrated. There were times where he was, you know, verbally like talking to J.R. Smith and, and Georgia, like guys, like you need to, to do Step this and, or whatever. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see, man. Um, so you, so you, you were saying game, seven games for the series. That's your prediction. Uh, yes. That was my prediction previously and I'll stick with it for now. Um, okay. I, I I get really scared for for the Raptors. I, whoa, what the heck? I I just had flashbacks there of oh, I'm still scarred. That's man. okay. Um anyways, it's yeah, it's fresh. It's yeah, it's a fresh, fresh wound. wound for sure. Anyways, I still get scared for the Cavs on that wing because you have Jason Tatum like he's been great obviously. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's so would would you would you would it be crazy if they threw like Le- LeBron on on Tatum or even like threw LeBron at point guard like he did in Miami like threw him on Rozier? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's such a toss up. 
Because if you move LeBron away from one, the other is going to perform better, right? Well, you, you know, the thing with back to the Tatum thing, like, you got to remember, uh, I, I think a lot of people, like, don't, you know, don't register this. Tatum is, like, 6'8". Yeah. He's a big boy. Like, LeBron's 6'8 as mm-hmm. well. Like, he's tall. I would, and I'd say with his lankiness, he's probably, like, taller than LeBron yeah. on a good day. And, you know, he could – I could even see Tatum in the future playing some small ball four. Yep. Kind of like a KD you know, type I mean, thing, even though KD is like seven – he's definitely over seven feet. There's no way that guy's six Right, nine. yeah, that wing, that wingspan. Yeah. But, but yeah, like you can't – I think that's why they really had LeBron on, on Tatum. But we'll see, man. It, it's going to be a good game too. And I think we have like a lot of narratives being busted – uh, through through this series and you know even going into it how Al Horford was like one or fi- one in 15 or mm-hmm. one in 16 against LeBron uh, in his career yeah. and stuff like that and so my last question before we, we wrap up here Tyler if the Cleveland Cavaliers lose this series is LeBron leaving Ooh. like right away I would say so. I you would say so. Yeah, I would say so. I, I'm. I, I, you don't have to say where or anything like that. I think. No. I think you know that's a whole other. He's gonna go worms, somewhere. But yeah, yeah, but you think he's out of Cleveland if yeah. they lose? There's like no way. They're trying to put these pieces together in Cleveland, and the reality is the pieces they're bringing are not doing it for LeBron. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he wants a crack at the West. Maybe he just wants a new start in the East. I mean, I'd love to see him go to the West personally, but it would also yeah. make the East a lot more boring, I would say. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. It's, it's yeah, interesting. No, that's, yeah. That's fair. I, I would say, I remember in 08 when we beat uh, the Cavs yeah. and then we went on the, the, cha- round. the championship. Or if, or if it was 08 or 010, one of those years. I think it was, it was last year in Cleveland. Yeah. yeah, but I remember he went. To, he went to the tunnel, and the yeah. jersey came off. Yeah, and that was the big. I mean, Twitter and all that stuff like wasn't as popping as it is today. <laughs> but all like the articles were like, "Whoa!" Like LeBron just you know, mm-hmm. freaking took off his tarp and like yeah. chucked the headband and was was, was pissed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's definitely an option. Not saying it's for sure gonna happen. Yeah, but, but it's kind of a similar a similar situation. It is in Cleveland right now to when LeBron left, right? Like he, yeah, everything and anything went through him. I mean, I guess you could argue argue that in previous years, but I mean, he did have Kyrie, he did have like D Wade in the past, and yeah, I think. I think it's time, it's time, maybe for a change. I think yeah. I think he's, I think everyone kind of is anticipating it if, if they lose. Yeah, like and he got them a ring. You can't be burning a jersey this time, right? No, no. I, I I certainly hope not. Yeah, and yeah, there was last time there was a big anticipation for LeBron leaving. He sure as heck did leave. Yeah. So I knew that was happening. Though. I think everyone. I, I knew that was, he was going to Miami. Yeah, he's an interesting player because he, he really has has not really a track record of, you know, being, like, deceptive or anything like no, that. No, 
you know, when, when the Raptors signed DeRozan a couple of years ago, there was like, oh, you know, I don't, we don't know if he's going to stay. Like, you could see why he wants to leave. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, he signed a, a, a max deal. And then, you know, million. Er, yeah, earlier this year, in the, he did a podcast with Woj, and he was talking about, like, he's like, I was, like, never planning on leaving, but I just, like, had to, like, you know, say, like, keep silent so, you know, his value would increase or anything yeah. like that. But a player like that, you, you, you don't know. But with LeBron, you kind of have a track record. Like, he doesn't need to prove his value. People are going to pay him wherever he's going to go. Exactly. And the league is, you know, who who wouldn't want him on your on, on your squad? So. Yeah. He's also the type of guy who, like, he will take a pay cut to go to a winner. Yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, if you're getting that much money from other sources, you don't really need. <laughs> yeah, like, and, and he, he didn't he just bought – he bought a part of Liverpool yeah. recently, didn't he? And his investment has grown, like, significantly. Here, let me actually yeah. look this up for you now. The... Yeah, yeah, the, the, it definitely, like – it's LeBron James we're talking about. Like he doesn't need, you know, finances from a contract. He's he's doing well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It grew five times. Um, his Liverpool investment. Yes. So. Wow. Yeah, it's at thirty. His Liverpool investment is at thirty-two million right now, which is crazy. Nuts. I mean, Salah. It's been nuts yeah. This year, so. <laughs> um, yeah. He invested in October of twenty ten. Was given stake instead of six point five million, yeah. So, a two percent stake in Liverpool for yeah. approximately six point five million grew has grown to thirty two. So that guy, Nuts. he's balling in two in two ways. <laughs> yeah, like, <absolutely. laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Well, Ty, thank you so much for for getting on this call. We got uh we got uh, the the Rockets and Warriors game tonight. Oh, we'll see yes, how that one plays. Maybe we can chat about that one next. Oh, but, I'd love uh, to. Yeah, thank yeah. you again, man. We'll uh, talk to you soon. Yeah, and no we'll problem. catch you next time. All right. Bye bye.